Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hawkeye Nation podcast, HawkeyeNation.com. Andrew Downs here with you on a just a, a euphoric night here in the Hawkeye State. Saturday, March 12th, and your Iowa Hawkeyes are going to play for a Big Ten championship tomorrow afternoon against Purdue. We're going to get to all of that. We're going to get to a lot here. Uh, but if you're looking for a true instant reaction podcast, uh, Trent Condon has that for you in our feed. Uh, just wherever you're getting this podcast, check the previous episode. It was posted this afternoon. Trent Condon live from Las Vegas and the Circus Sportsbook. He watched the game out there and did a 15-minute or so instant reaction podcast that I highly recommend, uh, if not just because Trent is very good at this and, and he's got good reaction. Uh, but this is not really an instant reaction because uh, I've had kind of a crazy week. I've been on vacation, and so um, I did not watch this Iowa game. Um, I'm going to kind of react to the game the tournament and look ahead just kind of a more overarching thing than than an instant reaction from the 80 to 77 win over Indiana I say I didn't watch it I did listen to it uh, on my drive from Colorado back to Des Moines Uh, it was a long day in the car I'm a little burnt out but uh, I I figured I have to talk about this team I've been if, if I'm if you're anything like me you're eating up as much of this content as possible. So again, check out Trent's uh, Instant Reaction Podcast on this feed. Uh, I've really enjoyed um, the Hawk Central Instant Reaction Podcast from Chad Lysico and Kennington Smith. Uh, I, I recommend that. Really, again... Eh, as much of this content as, as you can get right now, I recommend you get. You may be listening to this Sunday on your way to Indianapolis. I wish I was there with you. Uh, had I not had to drive 12 hours today just to get back home uh, from the other direction, I may uh, be headed to Indy as well because what a night, what a game, what a week, what a uh, what a season, what a last six weeks. Um, what a team, man. What a team. This is uh this is a lot of fun. Obviously today capped it all off with uh Jordan Bohannon's banked in three to complete the comeback against Indiana in the Big Ten semifinal. An Indiana team that had a lot of fight that's playing really well. That's now a tournament team. That's a quad one win for Iowa. And an Indiana team that kind of controlled the game the entire uh the entire day. Uh, from a, a 15 to three start, um, Iowa was able to make that run right back up and, and tie the game. But then Indiana just kind of was able to keep Iowa at arm's length with Trace Jackson Davis uh, doing what he does, having a fantastic game. Um, you know, really dominating down low in a lot of different ways, and and was able to again keep Iowa at bay. You anywhere from a three to eight point lead, kind of the entire second half until the end, and when it mattered the most, uh, the guy who's come through clutch more than any Hawkeye I can ever ever remember, Jordan Bohannon, comes through time and time again. Uh, he along you know with Keegan Murray, Patrick McCaffrey with a couple of huge buckets, Tony Perkins with a couple of big buckets, a big rebound, um, just an incredible, an incredible game, an incredible win, and uh, again just kind of what this team has done over these last you know really since the start of February 
um, is is remarkable, and it makes you just fall in love with this team. I, I don't know how you can't love this team right now. Uh, the way that they talk about each other, the way that they play with each other, uh, the way that Coach McCaffrey talks about this team, and has this team rolling. Um, it's just, it, this is as fun as it's ever been to be a Hawkeye basketball fan. You know, last season was fantastic. And being in the top 10 and the top five for much of the season, playing your way to a two seed, uh, all of that was great. But this team, there's just something different about this team. There's something special about this team. And whether or not they win a Big Ten championship tomorrow, I don't know. Whether or not they're able to get to the second weekend of the uh, NCAA tournament for the first time this century, I don't know. But I do know this. These last six weeks or so of watching this team have been some of the most fun basketball uh, I've ever watched as, as a Hawkeye basketball fan. And again, uh, with what they've done here in the in the Big Ten tournament, it's just it's just remarkable. You know, I listened to the uh, the post game on Hawks Central, and Chad posed this question about Jordan Bohannon, and you know, is it time to seriously start thinking about retiring his jersey? I think I mentioned this on one of these instant reaction podcasts a week or so ago, and maybe it was after the Michigan game. I don't remember exactly when it was, but uh, you know, you know my vote. Hang that number three jersey in the rafters, absolutely. I don't know if it'll ever actually happen. Uh, I don't know if they have requirements as far as, you know, being first team All-American and and things like that, which Jordan won't. Uh, But tell me somebody who's done more for this program. And at this point, if if you claim to be a Hawkeye fan and you're not a Jordan Bohannon fan, like, that's a you problem, man. And, like, you got to – you should – you should – take a hard long hard look in the mirror and figure out what's what's wrong with you uh because what this kid has given to the program and what he has done for the program uh, is is remarkable 2000 points now uh closing in on JJ Reddick's power 5 record for all time three pointers he's already got that for the Big 10 and for Iowa and you know all the all these other things but um you know, just knocking down records to be the third player in Hawkeye history to score 2000 points is remarkable um and he he's just He's so clutch. It's funny. I watched the post-game press conference because, again, I couldn't get enough of this stuff. Um, and he was asked, you know, and, and no shade to the reporter who asked this, but he was asked kind of, hey, was you know, what's it like to hit a shot like that? Was, you know, did you dream about this as a kid? And Jordan talked about it. Yeah, he dreamed about it as a kid, and he played with his brothers, and he practiced that shot just like everybody. But this is not the first game when he shot Jordan Bohan has hit, right? <laughs> he, is, he's, he has done this. He has been clutch uh, for six seasons now, or five and a half seasons now. And so, um, uh, you know, to, to it's this weird place of both being – incredibly amazed by what he did in the final couple of minutes of this game and then being not surprised by it at all. You know, like Keegan Murray said again in the post-game press conference, you know, every time Jordan takes a shot, I think it's going in. It didn't feel like that through December and January, did it? But it certainly has since February began and since he got moved back to the point guard, since Tony Perkins went into that starting lineup, and since this team really kind of found itself, these players found their roles and... um you know, ever since that that postponed game at Ohio State, which was scheduled for February third, just after I was double overtime loss at Penn State, they're gonna have to turn right back around and go to Columbus, uh, a top you know sixteen team at that time, and I think we were all worried about what this team was gonna be. Were they going to have a fade? Was this all gonna fall apart? Uh, I infamously, just a couple of weeks later after losing to Michigan, was very down on this very podcast. I, I was not happy with what I saw from the team. I was not happy uh, with what I saw as an outlook for the rest of the season, and I could not have been more wrong. 
obviously, because Iowa then rattles off five straight wins after that. Uh, that loss to Illinois Sunday night was tough. That was tough. Uh, but now have won three in a row in the Big Ten tournament. First time to have multiple Big Ten tournament wins in one season for Fran McCaffrey. That monkey off their back. And now he's going to play for a Big Ten championship, just like the Iowa women did uh, last week and won it, just like the Iowa football team did and got blown out by Michigan. But... I mean, these are three major sports where I was playing for a Big Ten championship. That's incredible in one season, not to mention the players we have to watch and, and the people we have to root for. And and again, just the way this team has come together, found their roles within this team. Uh, Tony Perkins and, and his explosion offensively over these last several games. Jordan Bohannon finding his stroke, his confidence, his swagger, all of that. And Keegan Murray continuing to just be the best player in the league. He's the best player in the league. And Fran McCaffrey is the best coach in the league this year. It's it's just the truth. Johnny Davis may have the trophy. Greg Gard will get the trophy. That's fine. Whatever. They're home. I was playing for a championship. And, uh, and Keegan Murray is making a case for National Player of the Year. Again, I don't think he'll get it. But he's making a case. He's making some noise. And if you're going to make noise, now is the time to do it. And uh, and tomorrow is now a big, big spot against uh, against Purdue. Whoo! What a uh, wh- wow! I mean, I, how, what, do you, what else do you have to say? Right? It's just it's just amazing. It's so much fun. I hope you guys are enjoying this as well. Keegan Murray to pass Luca Garza's single season scoring record. Incredible. Who would have ever thought that was possible? I mean, even with what we saw to Keegan Murray last year. Even with all the hype coming into this season and and the understanding that he was going to have to be the guy for Iowa to do anything, I don't think anybody ever saw him push him towards 800 points in a season. Uh, I heard Gary Dolphin say in the postgame, I believe he's eight or nine points short right now of the all-time Big Ten tournament record in a single tournament. Uh, he'll certainly get that, you know, barring an injury or, or something crazy happening tomorrow against Purdue. Um how many Big Ten tournament records did they set Thursday against Northwestern? Uh, you know, it's it's just, it's all going so well right now. And then, you know, a big thing today was, can Iowa win a close game? You know, they've now won, what, 12 of their last 14 or 11 of their last 13, I think it is. 3, 5, 11. 11 of their last 13. But they've won the first 10 of those by double digits. And they had to fight in some of those games. They had to fight uh, against Rutgers yesterday, being down by 10 early in the game. But in the second half, there, there wasn't many times where that game felt like it was in, in question. And so maybe the, the only question left that this team hadn't answered since the calendar turned to February was, can they win a close game? They can blow people out. They can blow anybody out, right? They can go to Ohio State and win by 13. They can run Michigan State off their own floor, off off Iowa's floor. They can go to Michigan and win. They can win these tournament games. Um, can they win a close game when it matters? Can they be clutch? Can they hit free throws? Can they get defensive stops when they absolutely need it? They weren't able to do that at Illinois on Sunday night. You know, you, you have a, a two-point loss where you've got a great look in the final shot to, to win the game. You have... I mean, I don't. I haven't even looked at how many free throws they missed in that game. But Keegan Murray missed three right at the end uh, when they were down by two. So you worried could they win a close game if they're not blowing somebody out? If they have to fight? If they have again have to get stops? Have to make clutch shots? Have to hit their free throws? Have to stay out of foul trouble? Can they do that? They answered that today. They can, and that makes them very dangerous going into the NCAA tournament. 
It makes him dangerous tomorrow, too. I don't want to look past that. And uh, I plan to do a podcast tomorrow uh, after the game, probably actually after the selection show, uh, react to the game against Purdue, and then the draw, the seeding, all of that kind of stuff. If I had to guess right now, I was a, a five seed in the tournament. And it really kind of felt like today was the big day as far as seeding goes because the the game is played so late tomorrow that I think conventional wisdom, I, I don't know how true this is, uh, but I think conventional wisdom is that the Big Ten championship game is kind of too late for the committee to really uh, move things around based on that. They've kind of uh, come to, to their decisions before that game ends, and so... You know, barring again a blowout one way or the other, it doesn't feel like Iowa is going to change a whole lot based on tomorrow's outcome. Now, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they go, they beat Purdue, and, and they get bumped up to a four seed. Um, maybe they lose and get blown out and get embarrassed and, and drop down to a six seed. That's worst case scenario, and I don't even think I'm not even sure that's in play. I think Iowa could lose tomorrow and still be a five seed. Now, I think they could win and be a five seed, but five is a pretty good place to be, right? And is there any four seed out there that you're afraid of right now? Out there, you're, is, there, is there any seed at all out there right now that you're afraid of for this team? Because they're not afraid. I can tell you that. They're not afraid of anybody. They walk into these games thinking they're going to win. They were down by nine with, what, five minutes to go, and Indiana had the ball? I think that's right. I think with five minutes left, Indiana has the ball up nine. And it's not like they played terribly beyond that, right? They, as as their coach said, they they had a couple of defensive lapses, um, but Trace Jackson Davis scored after that. Xavier Johnson was money from the free throw line after that. He hit that. They had that. Uh, Trace Jackson Davis had another layup. They had the steal and the bucket, another layup. Um, so I mean, from the five minute mark, where again in, Indiana has a nine point lead and the ball, they scored. 10 points Indiana does in the final five minutes it's just that Iowa scores 22 points that's not right that is right yeah Iowa scored 22 points 67 58 that's incredible Iowa scored 22 points in the final five minutes Keegan has a three Patrick with a jumper Keegan with a layup Perkins with a layup and a free throw. There's 10 right there. Jabo with the three. Keegan with the three. Jabo with the three. Jabo with the three. Amazing, man. Amazing. So much fun. And now let's see what happens, right? You roll the ball out there tomorrow afternoon, a 2.30 tip against a Purdue team that won by seven. Uh, beat an Iowa team without Keegan Murray back in December. And then beat Iowa in Iowa City by 10 in January. Do I think Iowa's going to beat Purdue? I don't know. But again, I'm not going to count them out of any game right now. I'm not going to count them out against anybody. And you have to feel good about this team moving forward. And you don't want to get too far out ahead of your skis. Says a guy who was just skiing in Colorado last week. Um, but it, this team feels like a sweet sick at least. And they've kind of moved past the point of like, you wonder, are you going to be disappointed if they don't make a sweet 16, which is wild to say with what they lost last year, what we expected from this team. And again, how, how most of us, I think felt about this team after losing at home to Michigan, less than a month ago. 
and all they've done since then is is win, win, win. That Illinois game Sunday night, they lost that game. It felt like they came out of that more confident because it showed that they could play with that team. I think they walked out of there saying, man, we lost that game. We gave that game away. And they were at the Big Ten champion, right? They were on the road at the team that was the number one seed in this tournament. Lost by two, playing as poorly as they did in the second half. I think they walked out of there saying, you know what? We can play with them. We can play with anybody, anywhere. That was a road game today in Indianapolis. Uh, One of the interesting things about listening to it was I knew when Indiana would score before Dolph even said it because he could hear the roar of the crowd. You could hear the roar of the crowd when Indiana got a steal or something like that. Um, speaking of Dolph, and shout out to he and Bobby Hanson, obviously, and shout out to Learfield for their uh, their Varsity Network app, which I love and have used a lot over the last couple of years. Um, you know, I'll listen to the radio when I'm here in Des Moines, 1040 WHO, uh, AM 800 Cakes, I see over in Iowa City, um, WMT in Cedar Rapids. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll listen to these radio stations. And I will try to listen to these games on the iHeartRadio app uh, through those radio stations, but there are streaming limitations with these games. And so, if you're out of the out of the market, if you're out of town, like I was today, driving, you know, across Nebraska essentially for the, the entirety of this game, uh, there the Varsity Network app is a free app from Learfield, and it's wonderful. It works great. Um, I, again, I got to hear the entire pregame game. Post game, all of it. Uh, so, shout out to Learfield and shout out to those guys. Um, I'm just like I'm so ecstatic about all of this right now, and I hope you guys are too. Uh, I'm sure I forgot to say some things. I wanted to say Tony Perkins, how good has he been? Right? I mean, how great has has he looked? Everybody, Peyton Sanford. You know, the other night when uh, against Northwestern, the entire team scored. Guys just playing their roles. Everybody's playing for each other. It really feels like this team is connected. I love listening and watching some of the post-game stuff. You know, one of my favorite things Fran talked about on the radio post-game was, um, you know, he said this is this, it was an incredible comeback. Yeah, but it wasn't perfect. And sometimes you fumble a ball like Tony Perkins did and allow the, that team to get an open an, an easy dunk to tie the game with 30 seconds left. Sometimes you miss shots. Sometimes you miss free throws and, and lose the game to Illinois. You keep coming. You keep working. You know, Fran, Fran and Keegan both talked about in the postgame, about four minutes left, they they had a huddle. They had a timeout, and they were down. And they were down by six at that point, I believe. And he said, you know, just, hey, stay positive. Stay the course. Do what you do. Keep pushing. Um, and... It's been working. This is as connected um, of a team as I've I've seen in a very long time, and it really does like all the the cliche things that they talk about. Jaybo talking about, hey, it doesn't matter even if you get pulled out of the game, you're rooting for the next guy. All this cliche crap feels like it's real right now. Now, part of that's winning. Uh, that helps. It cures everything. But the way this team is playing right now is as good as any Iowa team has played in a really long time. And that's a crazy thing to say because this is a team without Luka Garza, without Joe Wieskamp, without Jack Nunji, without C.J. Frederick. You know, a team that was handed over to a, a freshman who had a good season last year, but not a great season, a very good season. 
Um, but didn't didn't feel like the best player in the conference. An aging Jordan Bohannon that a lot of people were kind of iffy about if they, they wanted him back. They, they thought maybe it was time to move on from the, the Jordan Bohannon era. The bow being put on the Jordan Bohannon era right now is something else. And if he can get this team to a Sweet 16, if he can get this team to a Big Ten championship tomorrow afternoon, um, it's just accomplishing things that haven't been accomplished at this university in a long time. And just, it's it's so good to see. It's so good to see. After all that Bohannon has been through, after all the hate that Fran McCaffrey gets, to see these guys stay the course, do their thing, and have this level of success, it's incredibly fun. It's incredibly fun. I was tired 20 minutes ago when I started talking. I'm jacked again now. Uh, I'm going to go watch some more replays. I've seen, I've, you know, I've seen that last shot 40 times already. Dolph's call is great. The CBS call is great. Onions. Um, honestly, I'll probably listen to this podcast again tonight. The one I just recorded because that's how into this I am right now. I hope you guys are too. Go Hawks. Let's win a Big Ten championship tomorrow. Let's bring home that trophy and have the men's and women's trophy uh, residing in Iowa City this uh, this offseason. I will be back with you uh, one way or the other tomorrow. Uh, again, probably not instantly after the game. I'll probably wait till the selection show and kind of see where Iowa is at, see what the draw looks like, uh, what the matchups look like, because as we know, that's what it all comes down to. But again, tell me the team you're afraid of right now. And if you want to tell me one seed's fine. If you even, you know, a couple of two seeds, sure, whatever. There's no four seed I'm afraid of. Now, it's going to be a tough game, and, and Iowa could lose to these teams. And if Iowa has an off-shooting night, uh, they, they could lose for sure. We, we saw that a year ago. A matchup to an Oregon team that was just a bad matchup for Iowa. Probably the worst matchup you could possibly get uh, on that 2-7 game for Iowa. And they had bad games from some of their key players. And they were out of the tournament like that. That's that's how this tournament happens. That's what happens. But it feels different, doesn't it? Doesn't this feel different? Maybe a week from now, I'll, I'll sound like an idiot after Iowa got bounced in the first round. I don't know. I don't see it. Let's bring home a trophy tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoy the game. We will be talking soon. And go Hawks! Hawks!